I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. I like Welcome to this week's edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. I am your host, Lance Fischel. Excited to be back. We had an off week, and before that, just absolute off misery. Week. Yeah. That's one off week. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. Before we start, uh, props to Brad. I stood up, no, I, I said nothing else, and I said, guess the jersey. It's all I showed. Brad got it right. Ronnie Lott. Boom. I was impressed. Yeah. Impressive, Canada. but like, is there like I don't know that because I'm not old like you guys. Uh, but uh, wow, what is there's not very many known forty number forty twos, right? No, you can make an educated guess, but it's Sean still Taylor. Who? I mean, not not Sean Taylor. He's dead. Yeah, that's why he's famous. Was he also? Was, I think he was twenty one. I thought he was twenty one too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good example, though. Yeah, you know you started so good all you had to do is not say anything else and people would have thought you were smart and then you just started dragging a dead guy through the mud that that's my thing just you know give enough that people think i might be smart but then keep going and prove them completely wrong fair t's and p's to dana white it's okay. He's on the Rogan yeah. di- or the Rogan diet, yeah. so he'll be in tip-top shape. That that, that article I read, it was on MMA Junkie, and Dana's doing his whole stupid shit, and like, yeah, I couldn't taste and I couldn't smell, and I had some symptoms, and then I called Rogan, took some cow stuff, did some weird stuff, and now I feel better. Or, or you also said you were double vaccinated. Maybe that's why you weren't sick, you moron. <laughs> That oh God! That doesn't make sense. Is he allowed to admit that he's vaccinated, though? Doesn't that doesn't that go against the party? He's doesn't he's he probably gonna. Well, yes and no. One hundred percent of Republicans, I think, or maybe ninety nine, because that lady that looks like the dude from Goonies is not vaccinated. <laughs> uh, but I think everyone else is vaccinated. How much? I joke around every time she says something. I always tweet that that gif of the guy from Goonies. <laughs> Chunk. She. It's like identical. Like that looks like they it's could good. be brother brother. It's good. Yeah. They may be. We don't uh, know that. They, they probably have been brother, brother, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I, I st- last year, me and uh, me and Helena went to this cabin with some friends in the middle of nowhere. We were in her district. Oh. Yeah. Great place, eh? Did, did you yep. catch the racism? Uh, maybe more anti-Semitic is, is what I caught while I was there, but that's because yeah. I just kept looking in the mirror and, yeah. you know, I mean, Hanukkah that's... times. That's natural for all our people. It is. It is. No one's meaner to Jews than Jews. So, you know, we got to we gotta keep it going. But, Nishan, how are you doing? Did you enjoy the no fights last week? I did. Well, especially with how bad the one was before it. I needed a cleanser. Uh, yeah, it was good. Good off week. We don't get many of them in MMA. I think it was like 12 weeks straight of, of cards until yeah. till last week. So, I- yeah, it was uh, well, nicely. Nice needed. I, I like cards every week. I, I do enjoy it because why not, right? Like, I have kids. I'm at home, whatever. Um, but, man, like, after the, how bad that card was two weeks ago, I think it was the first time I was ever like, oh, thank God. Like, I don't think I could watch another yeah, card Yeah, I mean, like there, there's always something. To, I mean, there was boxing last weekend. Like, I watched pretty, football. Pretty good boxing. I mean, you can watch football. But, like, if you want fights, like, there's been a bunch of pretty good 
uh, <laughs> boxing uh, lately. So you gotta was, buy everything. Fine. Everything's on pay per view for boxing, and I'm not buying that. Definitely, Lance. Definitely. I don't. I don't. I don't do the streaming thing. It's just. <laughs> we, it's know, we, we know. We know. We've been through that. I, I've tried. Some. But Lance, okay. Here's here's the thing. So I have something that has like its own app on my TV. So it's it's literally like using Netflix. I can't do that. Lance is too old for that shit. Yeah, I. I it seems it's just a lot of work. It's I'm almost too old for that shit. But Lance is definitely too old for that definitely shit. Definitely too old for that shit. I'm 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 too old for it. I can't do it. It's just the clicking. It's the clicking and the pop ups, and then it dies, and then it's like, now what do I do? Do I reload? Do I find something else? I just I don't have I don't have time for things like that. So, yeah. But um, there was a lot of good football, so I I enjoy football. But yeah, back to that card a couple weeks ago, and I don't think we're gonna anyone's gonna do the displeasure of going through fight by fight of, of what that was. But that was I will say on paper. Bottom five card in the last decade on paper. In reality, maybe the worst card top to bottom I have ever seen. Yeah, one finish will do that. Because even if even if on these, like, there's lots of cards. There's random dudes you don't really give a shit about because they've done nothing and whatever. But at least if they, like, put on a good fight, get Scrap. knocked out or, yeah. You can say, oh, well, at least that was something that happened on this card. Nothing. Nothing no. happened. Nothing. It was from start to finish. The fights that were guaranteed to be good were not good. The the Kiesa Brady fight, horrible. Giant pile of garbage. Then the guy is in the mic begging for a main event. I was like, dude, go watch this tape. You get no main event. And then the Giannis fight I thought was okay. It was okay. It wasn't great. It was bad. Yeah, not good. One. Finish. And me and Sean were talking before the card, before you jumped on, Brad. And it's it's it is contagious. I think finishes are contagious, and I think boring decisions are contagious. When you're in the back, you're warming up, and everything's quiet. There's not a lot of finishes. There's not a lot of excitement. Like it does, kind of take the energy. I know there's not fans and stuff like that in the Apex, but it takes the energy out of the arena, even when it's empty. And you're just seeing boring decision, boring decision. If you're watching out there and you're seeing a dude get head kicked or get beat up or just just these fun scraps, you get a little something. You get a little energy, and there was just nothing, and they just could not get off the path of boring. It's so like we get, we got to the Aniaya fight, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and that one could have been good if, you know, one one of the things that would have been good to happen, you know, uh, Yaya subs him quick or uh, Kang uh, knocks out Yaya, but, of course, we got the uh... – Yaya doesn't get knocked out. Come on. It was true. Horrible. It was it was top to bottom. I don't think we learned anything from that card. There's nothing I take from that card and go, oh yeah. Um, we learned we learned Cody Durden's an idiot. Um, yep. not just by his I commentary. Think we lost the money too. Well, it's not just by his like commentary, what he said, being a moron and the stuff about China and stuff. It was like you had a boring fight, you won in a boring fashion, and I don't even know if you won the fight. Like you didn't do much. You almost got worse by by that fight, and then you come on and do this whole thing. And what an idiot! I mean, if you're in front of bro hugs, you kind of expect that kind of behavior. Do you think bro hugs wrote the speech for him though? <laughs> Was there any wait, words? No, wait, wait, hold on. That my mistake. That assumes that Cody Durden can read, mm. uh, which we know isn't. You know, that's not happening. So yeah. I don't know. 
it also assumes that he was able to get the bag water off of his desk and be able to write something <laughs> out from all the ash in the bag water. So a lot of assumptions there. And Torres could have stopped by. There's a lot of stuff that that could have happened. So I, I don't know if that's possible. But what an idiot. Like you just want a boring decision that maybe you shouldn't have got, and then that's what you do with the money. And I don't I don't get these guys. He's making his ten and ten. Ten and ten for that guy's probably a lot. It's a lot of meth. So that can buy some shit in Georgia. It depends on the part. Atlanta, very expensive. That's why I said Georgia. Mm, yeah. South Georgia. I don't know what that is. It sounds awful. It is. It's very awful. Mm-hmm. Very awful. Anything else on this card that my boy Pat Sabatini? Huh? He's he's pretty good. The cardio looked better. Yeah. Cardio looked better. It was. T- I've blocked most of it from my memory already. Yeah. That like if I don't have to talk about it three days after it happens, gone. It's gone. Don't need it. Oh, we can't hear you, Lance. You muted yourself. Uh-oh. How dare you? Pat Sabatini is my boy, though. Okay, I love You're, Pat. You can ha- you you can have him. I love, I'll let I love you have Pat. Him. He's, his, his grappling is good. He's a good grappler. If he gets the cardio figured out, which he looked a little better in this fight, that he 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 can win some fights. I'm mad because the one fight that I really wanted to bet him was against that Brazilian dude that ate bad salmon and missed weight by 17 pounds. Mm. Um, and he was like plus 180 or something in it. Yeah. And ever yeah. since then, we haven't really been able to get the same sort of price on him. But yeah, he's, he's all right. He's good. He can grapple. He can grapple. Um, mm-hmm. I said t- the one thing I took from the whole card as maybe maybe two things. Yana's maybe not as good as we thought. <laughs> he's not. I mean, we bet against him in his last fight before this one. We did. We lost. We lost, but in spectacular fashion. So it doesn't really count. Plus, we made the perfect bet in that fight for our side. We picked Costa round one. Yeah, like yeah, and that was all. <laughs> that was it. That was all we yeah. had. That was um, a yeah. shot. That was awesome. So Jan is not as good as we think. Um, I think as soon as he st- he he fights a good guy, I think that's. I think that's it. I learned a lot from watching Yanez in that fight because I don't know if everyone knew this, but he was fighting David Grant. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're the most technical striker in the division and this big, you should probably be able to do a better job on the feet against David Grant. Because if you would have told me it would have been a close fight, I would have said, oh, David Grant worked in some takedowns, got some ground and pound, maybe threatened a couple times. No, 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 no. It was just straight kickboxing, and David Grant held his own and hit him a bunch. And I, I thought the split decision was ridiculous. I, I thought Giannis did win all the rounds. But all those rounds, they weren't – I don't want to say close. They were they were clear, but close, I guess. Uh, but, man, that is just not a good performance. If you're – they've set him up for this fight. Like, dude, we're going to give you the most hittable dude we have. He's going to stand in front of you. He's probably not going to be able to hurt you. Just knock him out. Let's do this. Nope. Couldn't do it. And then um, the Sean Brady fight, um, he did what he had to. The gas tank, definitely an issue. That was an issue. But there was a lot of grappling in that fight, too, where it was like back and forth grappling. Like you saw in the Sabatini fight, the reason his gas tank also looked better is because he was in constant control. When you're in control and grappling and you're a wrestler, it's not like for Sabatini, like it's not as tiring. But I think Brady also didn't grow up a wrestler. So even if he doesn't practice, there's still difference when you have counter grappling the whole time. So we'll see. I mean, there's He's also the concern that when he was striking, he was getting his ass lit up by Michael Chiesa. So that's, that is concerning. That is very concerning. <laughs> that, that is 
that's a tough matchup because I mean Brady for the most part wants to grapple and Kiesa that's what he does for the most part so that's it's not a great matchup so I mean I think he can uh Brady can do all right against some other some uh higher ranked guys that can't grapple but if anybody can grapple and keep it on the feet then it gets very scary for that guy yeah for sure I I think all the prospects on this card won and then took a step down yeah, I think it, it's sometimes like I said, it's contagious. Bad cards are contagious. If you start like that and you keep going, 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 it is contagious. Because then also you're probably thinking, I gotta finish this. Guy. I gotta press. If I finish the guy, I'm getting a bonus. Like all I have to do is finish this guy, I'm getting a bonus. And I think, I think you press too much, and I think you get adrenaline dumps and everything else. So, did they give out bonuses for this card? They only gave one. They gave one performance bonus, <laughs> and it was Talia Santos. <laughs> I, I don't know who that uh... is. I didn't either. All right. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Let's uh let's move on to this week's card. This card's good. Um it is now good. this is just the appetizer for the next card, which is New Bronx. Really obvious Munich's the next two weeks. Let's be real. Um <laughs> <laughs> you really, you don't really have to think too much about the Munich's over these next two weeks, but this is a fun card. There's some good fights in this card. Hopefully a couple of these fights drop off because this is a lot of fights. <laughs> Um, yeah. that's the one thing. I like fights every week. I don't like 15 fights. I'm fine I'm, with them. I, I'm, I'm not going to watch 15 fights. That's, no. that's too many. There no. will be 15 fights. By, well, the by problem, I, I wish they would like put it in order of if I give a shit. Like the first fight, Smolka. I like watching Smolka. So I definitely want to watch the first fight. They should just have like a fan vote. Hmm. Like yeah. if you look at the, the middle, uh, the heavyweight fight with Vandera and then the Grootsmacher fight, those should have been the two openers. <laughs> yeah, but you get piss breaks or food breaks or whatever you want breaks. There's there's some things where you can do some other shit yeah, for a well, little bit. It's also college football championship night. Yeah, that's... I thought you were going to say it's uh, NLL opening night. So. Oh, the opener. Who? Yeah. <laughs> it is a lacrosse. Yes. That's good. The Cross- indoor lacrosse, the best kind of lacrosse. They do indoor lacrosse. That's the best kind of lacrosse. Is it? It it objectively is. I like. Uh, I played soccer most of my life, and I always liked indoor soccer more than outdoor soccer because yeah. indoor soccer you can do like tons of dirty shit. Yeah. Like it's kind of like hockey. Um, I got yes. several fist fights in indoor soccer. Well, so we we used to play our intramural league in college was like super competitive. Like all the sports and indoor soccer, it was really competitive. I don't know why. And I was just, I, I had scored a bunch of goals in that game because it was a shitty team we were playing. And I kept pushing this dude against the wall and he hit me with an elbow. This guy was like probably 6'3, big dude. Hit me with an elbow right in the eye. So, of course, I went immediate hip toss <laughs> over my back. We got in this huge melee. There was like six, seven people punching each other. I got fired because I worked for the intermail department. So, literally, like Craig, I got fired on my day off. I did. I, did, I, I didn't steal any boxes, but nope. I still got fired because I I hip tossed this six foot three guy over my back. Worth it. Uh, for people that don't understand wrestling, that's a head and arm throw. No, no, it's not. It's that's what the ladies do. A head and arm throw. Don't get me started about a guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, like when I first started watching MMA, because uh, I didn't know much. Like when I first started watching it, because I wrestled for a long time before I started watching MMA. And I remember watching like one of the first fights, and like they're like, he's going for a guillotine, and I was like, what? Because like he had like a huge choke, and I was like, what? 
guillotine. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because a guillotine is a wrestling move that has nothing to do with the guillotine choke. So it's and then the other one is the um twister. Yeah. That's the guillotine. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's jump in. Bantamweight division, Louis Smolka, Vince Morales, New Sean. If if Louis Smolka is is a favorite and like not a not a pick'em basically you really have to look at who he's fighting because he's kind of got his shit together. I mean, he, he beats who he's supposed to. Um, obviously, obviously, he should beat this guy because he, he's a decent underdog to to Louis Smoka. Um, I think Smoka can get takedowns on this guy, and uh, he goes balls to the wall for subs. I think he can grab one. Um, if he doesn't, there is always that concern that, it, it might be uh, he might have his his chance and then it be gone and then he's out of there not not long after. So that is concerning. But uh, yeah, I like Louis Smoke here. Wrestling uh, better better ob- obviously a better grappler. Um, Morales just isn't that good. So uh, I'll be taking uh, Louis Smoke. Bradley. So in a Louis Smoke fight fight, he's gonna grapple. So if a guy can defend takedowns, he's probably going to do pretty well against Luis Smolka. If he can't defend takedowns, he's probably going to get fucked up by Luis Smolka. And Vince Morales cannot defend takedowns, which means that Smolka is going to grapple. He is actually extremely good at passing guard, ground and pound, mixing ground and pound with subs, like doing just about anything you, you need to on the ground. He's a little too loose with position, uh, but yeah, I don't think that's going to be a, a huge concern in this fight. So I like Smolka, and when Smolka wins, he wins by either getting a dominant position and smashing a dude, or getting a dominant position and probably like rear naked choking or finding a guillotine in a scramble or something like that. Uh, so I like Smolka here, and inside for Smolka is plus 240. I think that's kind of crazy when he's a favorite in a fight. So I'm I'm going to take a little shot on that. Yeah, I uh, first Louis Smoka, friend of the podcast, Original. first ever UFC fighter in uh, Toutmaster. There you go. Yes, yep. He, he had to pick his own fights yep. <laughs> in Toutmaster. I don't know if that's illegal. I don't know, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree with the guys here. His fights usually aren't that hard to break down. Um, I like Luis, but his weaknesses are, are obvious. They're glaring. And I think, you know, Brad nailed it. If he can get the takedown, his grappling is great. Now he does put himself – he overextends sometimes, uh, which is perfect for an inside-the-distance bet because it's like, well, over don't lay him prey. Just try something because he overextends, gets himself in bad spots, and sometimes gets choked from there. Or he gets taken down himself um, and gets on top. And I don't think Morales wants any part of the grappling. Uh, but he's gonna be forced to, and I think Smoka can get the get top position in this, which is very important for him. He's very slick on top. He does he does pass very well, and he's always going for it. He's always going for a guillotine. He he will have a dominant position on top, and then like switch to the other side and like full guard guillotine. Like he'll have someone's back and like switch to the side and try to get it. He does stupid shit, but he gets finishes. He doesn't win decisions. And he usually doesn't lose decisions, but I think more often than not, he actually gets the finish here. At plus 240, I think it's a must-play. So, uh, Louis Smoke inside the distance. Consensus bet of the week. Right off the bat. That's what, happens right when you have a, that's what happens when you have a break between UFC cards. We got to just get it out of the get way. Get it out of there. Yeah. We got to bust that nut. 
And I, I will say, if you don't want to risk as much, the doesn't go is plus 100. If you do think Smolka will somehow end up, like he'll be dominating about to finish the fight, then you blink and he's getting choked out himself. You can't play the plus 100 fight doesn't go the distance. All right, let's move on now. Uh, welterweight division, Alex Morano, Mickey Gall. Boom. <laughs> New shot. <laughs> I, I think this is fairly simple to break down. If if Gall can get Morono down, then he should win. And if he doesn't, he's probably going to get lit up on the feet. Um, Morono has, seems like he has been progressing in, in getting better. Uh, I'm sure trading at, at Fortis MMA probably helps that. The concern that I have is he hasn't really fought a grappler in, in a couple years. So we don't know if his takedown defense is improved because he got taken down like four times against max griffin who he is a striker yeah that's not great so um should morano be this big of a favorite i don't know it i think i think if he stuffs takedowns he's gonna look like a minus 500 favorite but that's it's always it's tough to tell whether he can do that. So I'm staying away. I think he he probably wins, stuffs enough takedowns, and does enough on the feet to to outland Mickey Gall. Brad, I think in rounds two and three, Morono is going to look like a four or five hundred favorite. In round Gall's one, gonna be dead tired. <laughs> it, round one's gonna be a little dicey because he he might set. Well, he's probably gonna get taken down. Although we did see uh, Gull toss some hands against the, the insulin kid last time out, dropped him like 17 times, but Diabetes. you never know. That that might just be a, a low uh, a low blood sugar reading, so you can't really read too much into that. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to pick Morono here, but I'm not going to bet this guy. He's like the most unathletic white dude in the history of MMA, which is saying something. All round one sub plus thirteen hundred. Yeah, I uh, I like I like Mickey here, man. I, I think people are really overthinking Alex Morono beating Cowboy. <laughs> like, let's not over like that is the most washed human around who gave up training in a gym, who just gets fucked up all the time, doesn't give a shit, just shows up for paychecks. That is not a good win anymore. We can't call that a good win. Golf lost a Pettis probably looks. Bad in hindsight. Pettis looks worst too. And Gall Gall's hand, joke around. Gall's <laughs> hands look good last fight. I know it was the it was the diabetes acting up, but I thought Gall's hands look good. Um I thought he for for what he is, his hands just need to look good enough to get inside for the takedown. Morona's not good. He's not good at all. Um I don't think he can stop the takedown, and I think Mickey's the side here. Um I don't know how I'm going to play it yet. Round one is plus 850. Um, Mickey Gall inside the distance is plus 380, which seems ridiculous based on the line because he's not winning a decision here. Because like Brad said, he will be completely gassed out by, you know, early second round. So I'm thinking what plus – I think it was a plus 380. That is – that's not bad. I don't know. I, th- I think I think Gall wins it. So I got to figure out how I'm going to play it. 
I might just play it in all kinds of pieces, just build a nice little puzzle between round one inside the distance and uh, in money line is just in case. But I like Mickey Gall here, man. I, I think he's I think he's the better fighter. I think we always still laugh at the CM Punk stuff and some other funny stuff with Mickey Gall. But I do think he is improving as a fighter. Um, and, and I think he I think he wins wins here. And I think the line's kind of bit off. Lance, you need to stop giving our listeners these terrible American lines. What did I say? Because you, you said Gall inside the distance is plus 380 when it's out there at like plus 450. Oh, I just look mm. at the first column. I know. I know you do. It I used to be too lazy to move them eyes. The first column used to, right. to be dimes, which used to be like, yeah. Oh, no, I took all those off. Yeah. We, we so you know. Yeah. I, I just look at the, the American books that I use. Mm, of course. Looks like there's a plus mm-hmm. 450 out there. Yeah, I like I like all inside. What can I say? I don't know. Might play it straight just in case because I'm wuss, but I'll just probably I'll probably space it around. Mickey though, he's coming, baby. He got the he got the insulin kit out. Now he's now he's ready to go. All right, uh, horrible fight. Heavyweight division. Jared Vander, uh, Azamat Murakulakalo. New son. I I don't know. Um, did we learn anything from Mirzakinov on the Contender series? I don't know who that is. He finished a guy in the first round, which is what he's done eight of the ten times that he's fought. Um, he had, at that point, he hadn't fought in two years. I don't know. I don't know who wins this fight. Could the Russian be good? I don't. Does he have to be good to beat Vandera? I don't think so. Uh, and Vandera's coming back after it's like less than two months uh, since he got beat up by by Romanov there. It's a bit sketchy, so I'll pick the Russian, but I could give two shits. Yeah. Shout out uh, Brian H. and uh, Aussie Fight Fan. Aussie Fight Fan Moreno is going to be all over Gaul like the masseuses on Epstein. Yep. Solid one. Solid one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have have the classiest listenership. (laughs) It's pretty tame. Usually there's some really bad stuff. I know. Where, where's Muay Thai 23? I miss that guy. He's gone. He must have been banned from social <laughs> he want, media. He, he, he found some snuff films, so he's been, you know, locked up in a... Mm-hmm. Watching that stuff. With a flashlight, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. So this this shitty Russian, I know he's 10-0, but this shitty Russian, he fought at light heavyweight his last fight on contender series, right? Against some nobody and, and knocked him out. I don't know. Like I'm I'm pretty sure I remember that being a thing. And now he's a minus two hundred favorite to a guy who's going to weigh in at two hundred and sixty five pounds. Like Vandera sucks. Don't don't get me wrong. Vandera bread terrible. Shouldn't be in the UFC. Uh but I kind of think he can just hold this shitty Russian up against the cage for 15 minutes. Brad, don't do it. There's better spots. And do some stuff. And do some stuff. I don't know what the stuff is, but he's going to do it. Um, So that's a possibility. But, of course, what I'm going with here is you can get some fatties at minus 125 in this fight. And Vander is pretty tough. Like, he just got the shit beaten out of him for nine and half minutes in his last fight before he got stopped. I think he can take seven and a half minutes of a light heavyweight Russian. So over, yeah, we're, we're going fatties here. 
maybe maybe a little swing on Vandera. There you go. Um, Wes is I, I don't remember what Wes said he couldn't make it. He said um, Wes has a kid. Wes has yeah, a kid. He, oh, that too. Well, he's traveling or something. No, Wes has a kid. That's just the excuse forever now. Yeah, but he said he was somewhere he's in the woods. the country. I'm, I'm the country. out of town, down in the country. Down in the country. What does that mean? He lives in Kentucky. How down, more, how more down in the country can you get? <laughs> That's how you know it's serious. Barely any cell reception. <laughs> Be back next week. Like, I, I don't know how any of that's different from Wes's normal situation. I didn't know they had cell reception in Louisville to begin with. But... Uh... <laughs> Fair. They got a great casino there, though. If you haven't been, great casino in Louisville. The locals say Louisville. Louisville. They like got marbles in their mouth. It's yeah, like you can't. Were... Yeah, Louisville. That's how they pronounce it. The the locals uh, talk like Wes after, you know, uh, a fifth of wine and uh, a couple mm. puffs. Yeah. After mm. I moved down south, I noticed they, um, in the south, they don't pronounce Ville. On anything. It's vol. Mm. So like Louisville. Where up north, Louisville. Yes. Down south, Louisville. It's bad. It's it's a reading comprehension thing. Mm. I read this thing today about incomes uh, versus vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Oh goodness. Spoiler alert, not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> It was like people whose family, like incomes in the U.S. that are over 200K, it was like only 10% not vaccinated. And it was like under 60K and it was like 54% not vaccinated. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, it is a red state Uh, thing too. But And it's amazing that the 54% are voting for the party that is – going against all of the things that would benefit them. It's It's amazing. It's incredible. It is. Uh, I I truly admire the Republican Party in the States uh, because they can just outright convince people to do things that are bad for them. It's amazing. I haven't seen it yet, but have you heard of the the documentary uh, or the thing Good Liars? No. I've seen clips. They've had like a TikTok account and Twitter account and YouTube and stuff like that. And they just made a movie, but they go to Trump rallies and they just ask people questions. Oh, it mm. is the funniest, and like they're super sarcastic, but these people can't tell. And they're asking mm. like they basically get them to contradict what they said like ten seconds later. They're like, "Oh, so you believe in this? Well, what about when this just happened?" It is so good. The Good Liars. It is tremendous. Check it. You, uh, I went watched every single one of their videos one day. I was like dying. It was so funny. So highly recommend. Good liars. All right, we'll next lightweight division, Claudia Puelles versus Chris Grutzmacher. Man, this is such a bad fight. This is this is bad. All right, wow, new Sean. Yeah, it's so bad that they're just like, fuck it, we'll just make it a pick 'em. This is these are both not good fighters. No. Um. Yeah, Puelles is not good. Um. He can get some takedowns, and then he does, like, nothing with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grootsmacher can give up some takedowns. So I, I'm assuming this is going to be a close fight. You know, we'll see a round of Puelas taking Grootsmacher down, doing nothing but somehow laying on him for, you know, three and a half, four minutes and winning the round. And then the next round, he won't. 
and Groot's Mocker will slightly win a, a shitty stand-up fight, and then who knows in the third? I don't know. I'll, I'll pick Puelis, maybe, because I think he's a dog. <laughs> a slight dog. Someone's a dog to Chris Grootsmacher. That is plus, just... plus 100 I saw earlier, maybe. I mean, has he ever been a favorite in his life? Ooh. He shouldn't be. Puelis he... has won some fights. He has he was a he was a favorite against something called Abner Lavaris in twenty fifteen. I don't even know if that might <laughs> happen. And then he Oh, he was a favorite against John Gunderson, obviously. Oh, that guy was that, guy? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the worst fighters I have ever seen. He made ever. it to the UFC for one fight, I believe. I don't a think lot of guys made it. He had a good mustache. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did have a good mustache. Have you guys looked up the good wires since we've been talking? No. It's going to be your favorite thing ever. I, right. I will look it up after we yeah. record the show, but you know, trying I to respect, focus here. I respect the listeners. I'm trying to engage them right now. You know. I started my day off today. Um, this this big bottle of body wash in our shower, and I picked it up and it slipped out of my hand, and it turned around as it was falling. And then, like, the little clip part went straight into my foot and took off, like, a chunk this big of skin off the top of my foot. That's how I started my day. I got injured just, in the shower. That's just do- juice stuff that happens. I mean, I got a whole hole in my foot. That's how I started my day. Hell of a start to the day. Story time. All right, Brad, you got, are, you, are you adding any, any, anything here? It's amazing to me. That Puelis is three and one in the UFC uh, because he's not good. Um, I'm I'm not betting this. I say I'm not betting this fight, but when Grootsmacher eventually becomes a, a dog on fight day, I'm probably gonna have a little bet on Grootsmacher. God, that's um, bad. Yep, that's. Yep. If anything, I'd if anything here, I'd bet the, I'd bet the other side. But this is just a pass. This is a nothing fight. This is bad. There's nothing exciting. It's not going to be fun. Both guys are fucking boring. On top of it, um, just not good. Um, Kevin Lee was released this week, and I thought he had the best advice of any fighter I have ever heard. He basically said, "Don't accept any tough fights." Cherry pick easy fights. That's how you make a living in the UFC. And boy, is is that not just the most spot on ever? Yeah. Th- that, Sean O'Malley, jackass, hate him, but he's been saying That's what that. He's, doing. he's he's calling he himself fights, unranked, he, he unranked fights shitty game. fighters on like fucking <laughs> uh, like pay per view. Like they're they're just like okay, yeah. we'll give you a shitty fighter and we'll still put you on the pay per view. Cool. He well, he said the other day he was like Dominic Cruz versus Pedro Munoz is on the prelims. And I'm fighting Rafael Paiva on a main card. <laughs> he was like un- unranked king. And like, I hate the guy. I think he's a douche. I think he's horrible. But why would you ever decide to fight good fighters in the UFC early in your career? Why? Not in this not in this day and age. Don't take short notice. Don't take t- tough fights. Like if, if a fight's announced and all the fans are going, ooh, that's a bad idea. You shouldn't have taken that fight. <laughs> Calvin Gastelum, every single fight you've ever taken. <laughs> Bro, he's cutting down to 170 next fight. He's he's good to go. Sure he is. is he right. saying that? We we then move to the main event 
of the evening in the light heavyweight division, Alonzo Menfield. Thick Willie Knight. I mean, you've seen the name that I'm going with today. Let's put jokes aside for a second. This is the most impressive meet-off we have ever had in UFC history. Right? I mean, can, can, can the octagon handle this amount? It has to be. I'm, there's never been more meat in a cage. Has there? I, I, I don't that, think so. It's maximum meat. This is a meat-off. This is a meat-off for the ages. There's never been a meat-off quite like this before. Um, I'm excited for it. When I, when I saw – this fight was just announced, like, what, three weeks ago or something? And I saw this announced, and I was like, whew, that's a lot of meat. <laughs> Pose me down. <laughs> yeah. It's it's literally – it's almost like you, UFC's in on it. Like, when they <laughs> announce this fight, like, they're, they're in on the joke. <laughs> it's – well, because last fight for both of them was against – Fabio Charant, who's like a, he uses the old Austin Powers Swedish pump <laughs> to to get to the same stature uh, of these two gentlemen. Man, Thick Will is going to do some work. Do you think that uh, that the cage is going to be sponsored by Blacked in this uh, this event? I'm sure they were trying. I'm sure they were trying to get on the uh, magnum on the mat somewhere. <laughs> Sponsored by Pringles. <laughs> Full size, not snack pack. <laughs> have you have you seen that one the one funny video where the guy the guy puts a stick in like a full size Pringle and he goes, I'm gonna do this, and the guy walks to the grocery store and gets the snack size and just walks out the store. <laughs> oh, Perfect. too good. All right, new sound breaker down. Down with the thickness. Oh, this is gonna be great. Um Yeah, I mean I I, I, as long as men, as long as Thick Willie has the right shorts on, I was reading some comments. <laughs> oh fuck, that's good. That, that's that's top notch. Uh, you you got to watch on YouTube for that one, folks. Yeah, that's a that's a YouTube special. Um, yeah, as as long as Thick Willie has the right shorts on, it seems like we've figured that out. That was the issue in in the Zhang fight. Obviously, that guy was cheating as well. <laughs> Obviously, Jung was cheating. <laughs> so as long as Menafield isn't isn't allowed to cheat like Jung did, I, I think Thick Willie, you know, he, he survives that that early onslaught. He, he pushes uh, Menafield against the fence, wears him out, and then, man, if if he hits him with with what he touched Sharon uh, with, that could be nighty night for Menafield. So, uh, I like Thick Willie here. Let's uh, let's go. He's like plus one twenty, one twenty five. I'll uh I'll have some money on that for sure. I think it's possible we underestimated Jung. Yeah. I, I mean I bet him the next fight and he just fucking destroyed that guy. It was yeah. amazing. <laughs> so it's kinda of like the Kevin Bacon thing, like the degrees, like if you beat Thick Willie or some or or Bear Jew or Dubronx, basically you're auto bet the rest of your career. Like if you can take down Mount Thickness, yeah. I mean, you're okay in my book. Right. Brad? Tackle a tripod. <laughs> Try to take me down. <laughs> uh, Metafield is probably going to have some early success in this fight. But I, 
I think there's a lot of people out there that are thinking that he can carry that through through the entire fight. And also that because Thick Willie was thrown off by the shorts and the balance and the weird like cheating trip that uh, that that Asian feller did, uh, <laughs> who we bet in his next fight, uh, that everybody else is going to be able to do that. And that's not the case. Menafield shoots like blast takedowns and he might be able to get one. Might be able to get one. Very, very athletic, very explosive fella. Uh, but after that one, there's not going to be a lot of energy left. And we know Thick Willie can fight 15 minutes. Thick Willie's going to take over late in this fight. And I'm undecided if there's going to be a finish, if it's going to be a decision, yeah. but it's going to be Thick Willie. It's the, it's the thickness. Uh, we had a comment. The unhung has zero balance issues. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I almost forgot That's our so nickname. <laughs> I almost forgot our nickname for Jung, the unhung. <laughs> that was during the Thick Willie fight, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they dedicated like three seasons of Game of Thrones <laughs> to how good people unhung are at fighting. <laughs> it's it's real. It's real. The, the unhung. <laughs> that's that's still that's that and I think my two favorite nicknames of all time we've done are the unhung and Levon my cockishmelly. <laughs> that is top notch, top notch. I, I, I'm glad that Makakashmeli has started a revolution of Georgian fighters <laughs> because now every time I think of them, I just think about how the Kakashmeli. God, I it can't be topped. That and that nickname was what eight years ago. Oh, it might, like, might have been more than that. I forget when we looked it up how, how long it's been since he's fought was, in the UFC. It was a long time because it was probably his yeah. debut. That I don't think that nigga can be tough. That is the perfect nickname, especially when you put the accent on it. Oh, you can't beat it. Um, I'm obviously down with the thickness. Um, I was we were talking in our other group chat with some buddies uh, earlier. And I said, this is going to look Glover to me. Thick Willie is low-key Glover. He loves getting taken down and beat up and taken to the brink of death and then just deciding he's done with that <laughs> and it's yep. time to get up. And then he's on top. And this dude's, this dude has some of the most ferocious ground and pound you will ever see. When the thickness – just think of the weight on your stomach when that guy is in full mount. Like there's no way you're getting Wait, did up. Did you say on your stomach or in your stomach? Both. <laughs> like, it's like picking up, like, imagine if you have, like, a 50-pound dumbbell on your chest. <laughs> so, you can't get him up. But I, I do think, I think he can weather, Benfield's not a good wrestler. I don't know if he can even take down Willie here. Uh, if he does, I don't think he can hold him down. He's not exactly a lay-and-pray type guy. Benfield knows he has one round to do it. I think the thickness can, all he has to do is survive two or three minutes here, uh, wear him out. He's not good in the feet. I'd like him to get a takedown, um, but I think I think he's going to be able to overpower him, get him down. And Minfield really has two or three minutes of gas, and that's just not enough against the thickness. So I think what's like plus one twenty five, one thirty, something like that. Yep, give or take. People have been betting it. Munich. What a great fight! And on Hanukkah, no less. I mean, how could how could you go against Munich during Hanukkah? Honorary Jew, Thick Willie, for sure. 
<laughs> All right. Women's strawweight division. Cheyenne Buys versus Mallory Martin. <laughs> See, in like in wrestling, don't they have to have like a match after like a really you good have, one? To, you like... gotta have the cooler match. Yeah, that's, this is the cooler is. match. Yeah. Uh, definitely the cooler match. This is, uh... yeah, whatever you need to do, do it during <laughs> this fight. Um, I will, uh, I'll pick buys, but no, don't care. What's the line on this? Minus 200 for buys. Yeah, it seems right. <laughs> Brad? I don't care. Our buddy Ozzy Fight Fan is uh, fourth in Telt Master. He's going to win some money this year. Yeah. yeah. I oh, gave so. up. Um, Sounds about right. I missed events early in the year unintentionally, and then I missed events for the last half of the year intentionally because, you know, I feel like it would be wrong for me to participate in all the events and steal the money from our great listeners. Um, so, you know, just the, the generous soul I am around the holiday times, you, you got to give back a little bit. That's what I do. It's a good, just a good dude. Yeah. But pass. Very much hard pass. pass. Hard pass. The hardest of passes here. Let's move on. Well, the uh, way it's a reason? pretty soft pass for me, Lance. It's a pretty, pretty soft pass. It's a soft pass? Yeah, especially after Thick Willie and... You're going to be pretty worn out by the time this fight comes around. <laughs> you're going to be pretty tired. Little the forearms are going to you know, shake it out after mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. let loose. I get it. I get it. All right. Um, Jake Matthews versus Jeremiah Wells. New Sean. I really thought Jeremiah Wells was going to gas after after that first round where he was just, you know, throwing everything at, at Worley. And, um, yeah, he came out and just fucking slick knockout Worley, which pretty much nobody does. Um, so, obviously, this dude has some legit power. Um Jake Matthews is, he's not good, Mm-mm. but he does beat shitty fighters. Now, the question is, is Jeremiah Wells a shitty fighter? He he might be. He might knock out Jake Matthews and he might still be shitty, but I'll, I'll pick Matthews. I, I don't want to bet him. He uh, He's not good, but I still think there's a, a pretty big gap here. Bradley? Yeah, Wells does have losses by decision, but it's not like he automatically loses if he goes to decision. And he seems like one of those guys that's dangerous at the start of every round, as we saw with with Warley last time. So that's a bit concerning, but I just think that you know, walking or knocking out Warley is uh, is impressive, and I don't necessarily think that Matthews is any better than Warley. I just think that it's unlikely for that to happen a couple times in a row with him fighting decent UFC competition because I don't think he's that great. So I, I kind of see Matthews starting to get takedowns. If he doesn't in the opening round, then definitely in the, in the second and third round and uh, eventually win decision or maybe a late stoppage. But 
it's Jake Matthews. I don't even think he could stop uh, Diego Sanchez when he was a million years old. So probably Matthews by decision. RIP Diego, by the way. <laughs> I, oh, my did, favorite. Did, did my, he? He's he's going to yeah he's got he's got COVID and double pneumonia and all kinds of stuff, but he had some advice for us. He's about to die from COVID. Yep. Don't get vaccinated. Do do your research. He literally <laughs> said that. He he said yep. I'm not. I'm, I still do not regret my decision to get vaccinated. <laughs> it's like the guy who's like he's like he cra- he's drunk and he crashes and he's driving down the mountain. He's like I do not regret this decision. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Oh, Diego. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, Jeremiah Wells' fucking performance versus Warley was incredible. I was floored by that performance. Warley's not an easy out, for one. And he's Warley's pretty good everywhere. Um, he's a good fighter. He's hard to look good against. And, man, Wells just blew him out of the fucking water. I don't know if Warley just wake, woke up worse, like a redskin. I don't know what he was. Uh, but well, his striking, it looked good. It wasn't just throwing these wild, he looked good. He looked technical. He looked like he had good hands and Matthews is he's hittable. He's not great. I think what scares, scares me off Wells here. And I still haven't decided I'm going to bet him. I've been leaning Wells is Matthews is very good at just luck stacking into a takedown and laying on top for four minutes. And I think if Matthews can get a takedown in that first minute, minute and a half, that's probably all it is for Wells. Um, I don't know how much energy he's going to have fighting off his back and grappling for three, four minutes going into that second round. So it, it's kind of a bit scary. If I was to look at Wells, he's probably going to need a finish to win this fight. I don't see him winning a decision more often than not, but I think it was only like plus 250 inside or plus 75, so it wasn't some crazy number. So still looking at possibly playing Wells, but at this point it's probably going to be a pass. All right, then we move on to flyweight Manel Cape versus Zagas Zumalugalugaluga. New Sean? I hope the cap throws after what he did in his last fight because he, he finally kind of pulled the trigger and look what he did. Um, Zumagulov is he's obviously not great. He's he's one of those guys that beat up a bunch of guys in Russia and people thought he was good. And then all of a sudden he comes to the UFC and loses to okay. And less than that guys. <laughs> um, the question is, is Cape going to pull the trigger? Uh, if he does, I think he does really well in this fight. If he doesn't, then it becomes a close fight and he, he could get out wrestled. Uh, I'll pick Cap, but I don't really want to have money on him when he's a, a minus, you know, like 200 favorite or so. Brad. I actually really don't mind having cap as a bet here or a parlay piece or anything like that because ZZ bottom is not a volume guy. Uh, somebody that comes out there and just throws a shitload of volume, they might win a decision over cap, but that that's not him. Uh, and he can't really wrestle. Uh, I can't really say I'm impressed by anything that he does. He just, ends up making fights kind of gross and grimy and close. Uh, But he's against a far more athletic guy who's far more skilled in this fight. So uh, I like Cap in this one. Uh, I think he keeps it on the feet. He finds his spots. Probably doesn't find a knockout because this seems like a a tough dude to knock out. 
but I think it's going to be fairly clear for Cap, so I don't mind him as a play uh, or as a parlay piece. Zuma Gulov also looks like he's approximately he's 71 years old. Yeah. He, it's like a – there's it looks like he has some kind of disorder. Like it's a Benjamin Button type thing where he's like – I don't know. He's not a good-looking fellow. He looks extremely old mm-hmm. and ugly. Uh, Cop is – he's dumb. That's been proven. He's he's dumb. He doesn't throw enough. But to Brad's point, like it's the ultra-aggressive guy. It's not even ultra-aggressive. Guys are going to push forward, and Zuma Gulov's not going to do that. And I think just on the – it's hard to take – how do you not bet Cape in a fight where he's facing a guy who can't strike? He's not going to take him down. It just seems like an easy pick here at, at minus two fifty. I don't think it's bad. I think this is a solid parlay piece, so I probably will have it in a parlay. All right, let's move on now. As middleweight division, I don't know how this man keeps getting fights. Um, I, I I don't I don't I don't understand it. But our main man Coconut Bombs is back. He's lost <laughs> four of his last five, but. No one wants to fight. Absolutely no one wants to fight. So he's he's back. And he's, no, no, no. Everyone wants to fight, Lance. Oh, you got it wrong. Everyone wants to fight. And yeah. he's facing someone who's not good at all. Dusty Toads. It, it's good. such a shame. It's such a shame because he had he had the greatest nickname lined up and just just couldn't follow through at all. He couldn't Pissed hit it away. By a, couldn't hit the bionic elbow when he needed to. Well, like Cameron or else. <laughs> exactly. That guy got what he deserves. <laughs> All right, new zone. He's one in four in his last five, and I have money on him. I Bob's. Dusty Toads loves to get hit. And and coconut bombs does have some power. It's bombs. Uh, <laughs> he throws bombs. I mean, it might be a little more uh, after what he did on Contender Series. I think he got hyped up a bit too much. I mean, he did slick knockout Charles Bird as well, but I still think Dusky Dusty Toads just loves to get hit way too much. That defense around his hands down getting just lit up. And Coconut Bombs can kind of wrestle too. So, like, I I, I thought this would be closer to a pick em. Um even with fucking uh, coconut bombs losing, you know, four of five. Um, so yeah, I, I bet him by TKO at plus three eighty five, and I'll probably I'll play him straight for a unit as well. Coconut bombs. <laughs> we tried to do the hard work for you guys, and we actually reached out to a friend of the analysis who's in Hawaii right now to get the scoop on coconut bombs. Uh, un- unfortunately, he couldn't make the podcast. That'll happen another time. Uh, we're definitely going to hold it against him, but don't want to name any names. Um, loves seltzers. Uh, he does. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Coconut bombs is real bad. Uh, I know that he was able to get some takedowns on Julian Marquez, who was coming back off of 17 years away from MMA and 18 back surgeries. Uh, but but he's bad. He's, he's, he's not good. I don't think his, his winging punches can get to my boy, the Serbian dream, Dusky Toads. Uh, and I think Dusky Toads is going to pick him apart with that Serbian karate because uh, 
you know how how much high esteem I hold Serbian karate in. So I, I like Dusky Toads here. And when I say I like Dusky Toads, what I mean is I'm going to pick him and definitely not bet him because I don't trust him. Fair. Fair. Yeah. I like cooking up bombs. I like him. He's facing a guy who's not going to make him grapple, who's going to fight him. He's going to stand and fight him, and no one can eat too many coconut bombs. We all know this. <laughs> Dusty Toads, I, I'm trying to think of someone more hittable. James Vick. No. I think he's dead, Brad. Right. <laughs> Lloyd Irving got a little too frisky the other night with uh... old Vick. And I just picture Vic falling into the shower curtain of his face, getting knocked out in Jeremy's house, just falling straight into the into the bathtub of abyss. <laughs> it's the old, I guess that's why he didn't move around a lot. Gag, right? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Um, he, he's not great. I agree. He hasn't faced anyone terrible, terrible in his fights that he's lost to. Um, in this, this little losing streak. I mean, Marquez, yes, layoff, but not horrible. Kasaganize, you know, he's decent. Darren Stewart, obviously great grappler. Um, <laughs> Excellent British grappling. Yeah, I, I think Coconut Bomb's in a stand-up fight with someone like Dusty Toes can win this fight. Um, I think he's plus, plus 140, plus 145. I think if this fight's going to stay in the feet, which I think it is, if anyone can take this fight to the ground, I think it's Coconut Bomb's. I think coconut bombs controls where this fight goes. You know, I love the narrative. Take take the guy who controls where it goes. Coconut bombs. Um, I like him here. I'm probably going to bet him. I'm not going to bet him by knockout, Sean, because Dustin Jones can eat some punches, as you've seen in he all. He eats of, a lot of them. He eats a lot of punches. He's used to getting hit in the face. Um, but I do like coconut bombs here. I think at the plus money, it's worth it. All right, welterweight division: Brian Barberina versus. Darian Weeks, main card fight. Let's go, New Sean. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, there's that's there's got to be guys or guys that have in their contract that they have to be on the main card. Barbarina sucks at fighting. He's terrible. <laughs> Barbarina, he's, he's bringing him the, bringing uh, that that big audience that wants to watch Brian Barbarina fight. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the lab audience. They're all just. Chomping the parm and and watching the Barbarina. He lost to Jason Witt. (laughs) Yeah. He got dropped by Jason Witt. You know how hard it is to lose to Jason Witt? (laughs) It's a a pretty bad look for for old Bam Bam. I don't know who Darian Weeks is, but I might bet him. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, I I, I haven't seen uh, Weeks fight. He, He obviously, he fought last time at LFA and, of course, beat a three and four fighter. Pretty good. So that's that 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 gets you in the UFC these days. Um, of course it does. Yeah. Uh, if if some people that I know are are on are throwing some money that have watched uh, Weeks fight on him, then maybe I'll toss some money on him. But uh, I'll I'll leave it. I'll I'll hey, pick Bam Bam. Real quick, Fabio Charant got another fight in the UFC. Perfect. Right. He's the that's amazing. <laughs> He got finished by Thick Willie and Menfield, and then they're like, "Yeah, but I know he lost both those fights in the first round, but the third fight—that's the charm." And he's facing something called Carlos Olberg. 
Oh, is that's that the one that's friends with the with yeah, uh, Adesanya. Adesanya. Shitty no, it's Adesanya. It's Adesanya he's buddies with. He's the one that beat the shit. He beat the shit out of Kenny Nunchucks and then got tired and Nunchucks fucking Oh my him. god, how do I do a French guy versus that? How do you cap that thing? <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough Whew. one. That's tough. I'm going to stress about that one. <laughs> yep. I carry on. Oh, I'm done. What's, what's the line on this fight? Um, two fifty. Barbarina is like a minus one twenty, minus one thirty favorite. It opened at like two fifty. Yeah. Did it really move? Wow. I mean, you almost got to take take old I, Barbarina. <laughs> I think I have to at that price. Like, what did it open? It opened. I swear, it opened at like minus one seventy five at. Uh... At dimes, no, that was bad. But I oh, swear, minus I saw one ninety five, minus one ninety five at dimes. Wow! But like when I first, people can say what they want about this because there's people that go out there and watch tape. But everybody, the first step that they take to research a fighter is either going to Tapology or Sherdog. Yes. Uh, that that's that's the first step. Wikipedia doesn't count because uh, you click a link and it goes somewhere else. Um, and this guy has a rash guard on in his tapology tapology picture. Like that's that's, that's not a, a good sign. Um, he's, so he's probably got a bunch of wins over like O and O dudes in amateur MMA fights and looked impressive in those. That shit doesn't count. He, he's 5-0 and in professional MMA, uh, fighting guys who I assume are terrible. As you said, in his last fight, he fought a 3-4 and four guy in LFA and made it into the UFC. If I can get Barbarina at, like, pretty close to even money against a guy like that, like minus 121 right now at, uh, at ref book, uh, AKA bet online. I feel like I have to take it. What's ref? So that's just it, how it's labeled on best fight odds. Man, it's, legal gambling. So great. It's just so great. What do you mean? So great. What, what line, what lines do they have right now for this fight? What, what do you have on, on bet online? Minus one twenty one. Yeah, it's the Let's best. See. Hold on. I'm looking. I can tell you right now, it's the best. <laughs> Andrew has a one it's, it's more fun this way. Well, it, ha- it hasn't been opened on two of my books. <laughs> exactly. It's 125 on Caesars, which is the I, I I use I use DraftKings, BetMGM, Caesars, and FanDuel. There you go. It's amazing. They give me so much free money. It's just like they do a lot of free bets. Like it, they, they give me it's the odds boost, the profit and, boost. All the time they give me these profit boosts where it's like a fifty percent profit boost. And even if it's like a max bet one hundred dollars, a fifty percent profit boost on a hundred dollars, like that's pretty solid. And I get so many free bets. I've already racked up hundreds of dollars on free bets on Dubronx. I'm just working my way up. Every time I get a free bet, I've just been throwing it on Dubronx. Hoping I get like five hundred dollars on Dubronx. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna just just do Bronx free bets all the time. No biggie. <laughs> I, I probably got an average like a hundred, at least a hundred dollars plus minimum free bets a week. Probably one hundred fifty dollars free bets a week. It's not bad. 
because Caesars does these promos where it's like bet a hundred dollars on this basketball game and get ten dollars for every three Steph hits. I'm like, okay, I'll bet that whatever it's worth it. And it's like, I win or lose, it's like, okay, I lost that, but I won eighty dollars in free I, bet. I got all of my money back. Yeah, I'll throw it on Dubrock. Because he's <laughs> Throw it on Dubrock. There's all the money on Dubrock. <laughs> um, I would right here. I mean, well, I, I literally didn't know the line had dropped until we just looked on this show. Um, I saw it open at minus 250, and I was like, that seems off. Maybe I'll play Maybe I'll play Wells. Uh, or not Wells. What's his name? Weeks. Uh, Weeks, yeah. And I was – because Barbarina. I'll bet anyone plus 200 against Barbarina. But now that it's, like, almost close to a pick em, if if it gets down to minus 110, 115, I think you have to bet that. I mean, Barbarina's Barbarina, but he knows how to win. If he, He's not easy to get out of there. He's going to be there all fight. And this guy's taking the fight on, like, what, four or five days' notice, I think? Yep. So Real sure. I think Barbarina is probably the, probably the play here. All right, next up, midway division, Brennan Allen versus Chris Curtis. He's fighting again. Uh, the guy that Allen was supposed to fight dropped out. Why is he fighting again? He just fought. Did he not take Kevin Lee's advice? He's going to lose his fight and Dana White's going to cut him. (laughs) And then he's going to retire again. (laughs) He's going to retire for the fourth time. (laughs) That was a cool moment though. I will say when he knocked out small hogs, that guy's removed from the hog list. He needs to change his last name. (laughs) It's too close. Yeah. It's too close to hogs because there's nothing there. How embarrassing was that? They gave him the perfect matchup, and he just gets fucking floored. He could have waited another minute or so uh, to get knocked the fuck out. I I bet Curtis, round two and round three, pretty sure Brad did the same thing. Mm -hmm. And Curtis was just like, nah, I'm getting him out of here inside of one. Curtis, he's won won six straight now with five finishes, but this is a different man he's got in front of him this week, huh, new Sean? This is, this is a tough one, and I think uh, Chris Curtis probably should be fighting at welterweight, so I think there's going to be a pretty big size difference in here. Allen's uh, huge, too. Allen is a big middleweight. Um, I think if Allen's smart, he'll take him down, wear him out. Um, does he finish Chris, uh, Chris Curtis? Curtis he probably tough, should. Man. He's tough, so I'm assuming like, it would ha- probably have to be like a, a sub once he takes him down, but... Man, if, if if Curtis can survive, we might see that that Brendan Allen round three, and it, it might get a little scary. But I don't know. I think Brendan Allen is good. Um, he had that kind of hiccup against Strickland, who's an absolute psychopath, and turns well, out he's actually good. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we all took a step back on Brendan Allen. Like, we were all super high on Brendan oh, yeah. Allen. And then he lost that Strickland fight, and we were all like, oh, maybe he's not as good as we thought. Because I love Brendan Allen. Strickland looks like... like He's the last dude in the UFC I'm fucking locking myself in a cage with. Like, no joke. And Allen's won some fights since. I think Allen is who we thought we, we thought he was. I just don't – why would anyone want to fight Strickland? He literally would be okay killing you. Well, that was also <laughs> – Don't sign that contract. Like, he was coming off his Frank Mir impersonation and everything. So, you know, coming back from the motorcycle accident. So a lot of things he's going new, He's You know, Brennan Allen's still only 25 years old. Yeah, that, that round three against Dawkins in the fight before Strickland was was obviously concerning as well. He kind of just yeah. got smashed. I've and... made so much money off that. I, I have bet on Brennan Allen every fight of his career, I think, or in the UFC. And I think I bet him before the UFC, too. Yeah. Love Brennan Allen. Oh, yeah. I, I LFA, um, I've been a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like <laughs> I'm, I'm 
regretting not taking Curtis by TKO last time and mm. losing out on the round two and round three, and it's just making me want to throw some money on Curtis. I don't like round props. I know you don't, uh, but Brad sure as hell does, and so I might do. wait to see what what Brad does in this fight. Uh, I I Alan think Brandon Allen should should win, possibly sub if he's smart. He wrestles. It was a bit interesting that he was totally cool, just straight striking with uh, Soriano last time when we all kind of expected him just to take Soriano down or else he was going to get lit up. I don't know if he was just testing his, his striking game, but ooh, ooh, take the path of least resistance. If he wants to win, he should take down uh, Chris well, Curtis. Soriano is not exactly this big power puncher. You're scared is going to catch you with one punch and you're fucking dead. Curtis kind of is. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Curtis has fucking hands. Like that's all he has. He has power. Like he you does, don't. But he's also a little fella for for this weight class. He has. He has. He has. He some... should be at one seventy. I was Curtis has only been not, in the last ten years. He's been finished once, and that was by Ray Cooper, which basically doesn't count. <laughs> that's that's fair. <laughs> and that was on like fifteen minutes notice, and then he retired yeah, again. That, that was. That <laughs> he retired, was and then they said, "Hey, you want to fight in like thirty minutes?" And he was like, "Yeah," and then he got knocked <laughs> out, and then he retired again. <laughs> that was a great night. He, he should have asked for Kayla Harrison money. <laughs> I want her to go away really badly. <laughs> it's not uh, my cup of tea, that lady. I, it was someone who I was talking to the other day where someone's like posted this thing that was like, like people who think Kayla Harrison would uh, not out grapple Conor McGregor or just sexist or something. Excuse me. <laughs> Conor, Conor McGregor would just pick her up and then just power bomb, do whatever he wants. It's come on, give it a break. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't want to say anything because I would like to see what the line is. Yeah, like <laughs> it, it was it was oh Magic Man or Magic MMA. Like the guy I talked to the guy on Twitter all the time, and he said he was he was talking to OAM on his podcast or whatever, and I guess he asked OAM like, hey, like you. Do you ever do you grapple with Kayla Harrison? How does she like? How does she do? And I guess he just smiled and said, "I'm a man." <laughs> in a in an awesome fucking accent. It really, like, what else do you need than that? And this is not a sex or anything like that. Like, it's grappling. It's combat. Like, come on. Yeah. Yep. Like when you guys used to think I couldn't out wrestle Misha Tate. Come on. I don't think we ever said that. Mm. Jay did. Jay said JJ would beat me in a grappling match. Well, that's where the the guillotine came from. That I would, I would pick her up and throw her out of the cage with the guillotine. I I still want but, that to happen. But Lance, that's back when she was a killer. I mean, she was the greatest women's fighter of all time at that point. I think I mean, that was the breakdown like ten years ago, where I said that's the double leg rape joke. <laughs> Good, stuff. good times. Yeah, good times. The um, old days. I wonder how Jay's doing. He's in Florida, so he's got the COVID, I assume. <laughs> he's on his eighth uh eighth dose of ivermectin. He's he he's got the cron, you know. <laughs> if you get COVID over five times, you get a you get a present. <laughs> um I, I think that's how it works in Gatesland. Um uh, Anyways, as far as this fight goes, <laughs> Alan's cardio does concern me a little bit. And 
I don't think he's the most durable guy, but I just think there's such a, a disparity in size and grappling here that the exact same price I took uh, against Phil Hoggs, I can't take against Brendan Allen here because Allen is the upgrade of Hoggs in cardio, in chin, in grappling ability. Maybe not in like pure wrestling, but in everything else related to MMA. So, so I like Ellen here. Not sure if he gets a finish because uh, Curtis is is quite durable and, and pretty talented. But uh, I I do like Allen. Not going to be parlaying him though. Love Allen here. Probably my most confident guy on the card out of all fights. I, I don't see I don't see how he loses this fight. He the takedown is gonna come so easy for him in this fight. That yeah, he's a better wrestler for one, better grappler, all that, but he is so much bigger. Like how tall is how tall is Curtis? I don't know. Same height as me. I think it was like five ten. Yeah, five, five ten. ten. Allen's six two and bigger. And he's the better grappler. I just don't see this being – this is going to – I don't know if he gets finished because Curtis can survive. He, that's his best quality, surviving. Um, <laughs> he's not, not great. He's got power and he can survive. And I think this has 30-25 written all over it. Just Allen on top of him for 13 and a half minutes of the 15-minute fight, just wailing on him. Keep, and Allen's smart when he's on top. He doesn't give up position. He stays on top. He ground and pounds. He goes for subs when he needs to. Uh, but he's not going to – like we talk about Smolka. Allen's not going to put himself in bad positions uh, and get himself in trouble. And I just think, you know, the cardio, yes, it's a worry, but grapplers don't get tired when they control the grappling. Guys get tired when they're not controlling the grappling and they're facing a lot of resistance. Allen will not, Allen could go 20 rounds if he's on top controlling it. And I think here he's going to be the one in control. He's going to be one on top. He's going to be picking his spots. And I, I think – it's Allen all fucking day. They are not doing Curtis any favors. They put him in a bad matchup against Phil Hawes, which he somehow fucking won by landing a shot. And then they're like, oh, yeah, you think you're fucking tough? Like, they're, like if he wins this fight, he's going to be facing that fucking random Russian fella, Chimiev, next. <laughs> like, he took this fight because he's broke. Yeah, you're facing Colby Covington. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Allen, Parlay, yes. Light heavyweight division, Jimmy Crute, Jamal Hill. Nushan? Jamal Hill seems super depressed. I don't know if you saw that interview. Really weird interview. I mean, wouldn't you after just getting absolutely smashed by the Bear Jew? He was fine. Your, no. All they your self-confidence friends, is just fucking taken away. They, they were, Why they were would that friends. take away your self-confidence? Yeah, he survived a full three minutes with the Bear Jew. Yeah, he didn't die. He would, he did, he he, his arm had snapped in half. Yes. Um, that was the worst beat I've ever taken in MMA. <laughs> <laughs> do bear juice sub no no it's good it's good. <laughs> the dude couldn't get the full on tap because his arm was broken in half so they called it a knockout <laughs> he was literally trying to tap but the phone was broken so it just looks like he was waving his wrists <laughs> oh shit that was i thought they were fucking with me when that happened it was literally a Imagine not being able to tap out and the ref won't stop it because your bone is <laughs> Was that Herb? That had to be Herb. Uh, I don't think it was. It was... Who the fuck was it? <sighs> Herb would have let that go to the decision. 
They usually say, oh, it's on. Usually they say who the ref is. God, it was some guy named Al Guinea, and he (laughs) has never refed since. (laughs) I was dying. I'm like, because I I had inside the distance and sub, and it was fucking locked in. You could tell his shit was broken, and I just remember going tap out, and his wrist just fucking dangling. (laughs) But he did tap out. He tapped out like a million times. It was a wimp dick tap out, so the ref didn't count it. <laughs> oh, poor Beautiful. Jamal Hill. Man. Oh, well. Jamal. <sighs> hey, Steve, don't be mean. I don't have any hair. <laughs> Wait, he's talking about you or the other bear, Joe? <laughs> I assume me. I'm the bear Jew. No, he's talking about the other bear, the the real bear Jew. That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming, Steve. Uh, yep. Steve's hey, real you, uh, angry because um, insert whatever soccer team he likes is terrible right now. Juventus. No, not them. Oh. They're just cheaters. Another team is terrible. Hmm. Hmm. He's now hair Jew. <laughs> oh, that's that's good. That's good. Is it yeah. Liverpool? That's a soccer team. My coworker sure. I talked to like ten times a day. Uh, he lives in Liverpool. That's a soccer team. I found out. Yes, football. Yeah. Football. There you go. The one with the foots. I'm going to go get another seltzer. What time is my first meeting? Oh, I think you're breaking down this fight then, Sean. Oh, I guess I am. Uh, yeah, that Jimmy Croup fight against Anthony Smith, I think that goes very differently if if the weird foot injury doesn't happen. Um, obviously, it's concerning because now that it can happen to him, it is probably likelier to happen again. Um, I just think he's going to be able to take Jamal Hill down. Um Jimmy Creek goes for takedowns and he gets a lot of them. Uh, Hill talked all that shit in the Bear Jew fight about, you know, I, I'll, I'm fine going into his guard or I'm, I'm fine going to the ground with him. And we obviously saw what happened as a result. I think Jimmy Creek smashes on the ground here. Uh, hopefully he doesn't get uh, calf kicked and, and limp all over the uh, octagon. Hopefully he can get the takedown before that. So I'll, uh, I'll have Jimmy Creek in the parlay. That was my second favorite comment. Like, I'm not scared to play as guard. My favorite. Can you guess my favorite moment when a fighter said something like that? Come on, it's easy. No, nope. it's easy. When Miles Jury told oh, you wrong, jury jiu-jitsu. he had seen Jury Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> and then what happened, Lance? That's that was that's, that's that one. was that was that the was that was that the start of the run? It was very close to the start of the run. It was that or Will Brooks was like right there. But this motherfucker told Dubronx he hadn't seen Jury Jujitsu. <laughs> Let's see, I'm pulling. No, he he, he uh, lost a couple. He lost to Pettis and Lamas, and after that, after he oh, okay, it, it was... I I distinctly remember all of us betting that one Dubronx. Yeah. For and though. laughed at that comment before and after it was. Yes. That, that, oh, that was that was at one forty five. That was Dub- That was when Dubronx was like, you know what? I'm not even going to attempt to make weight. Miss weight by like six pounds, <laughs> and then Jerry Jiu-Jitsu happened. That was the turning point. I still remember about a year and a half ago, Dubronx still said he was thinking about going to one forty five. 
Double champ, baby. Champ, champ. Hey, Tell me Dubron doesn't sub Usman in one. Usman? What about Volkanovski? Yeah. He'll choke well, that backwards Aussie out. Let's go this way. <laughs> he, he, he's not, uh, he's no Brian Ortega. He's he's finishing a mounted guillotine. Yeah, Do you remember when people, exactly. before, before Dubronx over the last year, when people used to say Ortega would sub Dubronx? Remember how cute that was? <laughs> that was cute. All right, Brad, what do you got? Uh, what fight are we talking about? Jamal Hill. Oh, Jimmy Jamal Crew. Hill is Jamal Hill is bad. Um, I think I think he's so bad he might even be one of uh, Brohug's boys. So is that's, he friends with Brohug's? That, that's real bad if that's the case. Uh, I I don't want to speculate too much, but I'll <laughs> speculate just enough. There. Um, he can't wrestle. He he can't really grapple. Even with the leg injury, Jimmy Crew was still beating what's his face? Anthony I, he took down Anthony yeah. Smith. Yeah. Yes. With the yeah. broken whatever, fucked I, up leg. I, if he could have pretended to walk going into the second round of that fight, he was going to win that fight because he was gonna get a takedown and be on top of him. Uh, the even better part about this fight is that he's not going to need to make it to a second round if he gets a takedown on Jamal. Hill, uh, because you know Pedo Forrester is gonna gonna call him into his office and uh, and give Jamal the once over. Um, so I think I think Crute takes him down and probably gets a sub because if there's one thing that is very dangerous in the light heavyweight division, but less dangerous than being in the Bear Jews guard. Or below Glover. <laughs> below Glover. <laughs> it, it's being uh, underneath Jimmy Crute. So, Crute by probably sub. I like Crute here. Um, this line seems Love. off. Like, are we really, like, putting too much on Jimmy Crute had a leg injury? <laughs> so he's not good anymore? Like, Jamal Hill got just, he got his fucking floppy armed by our boy, the Bear Jew. And... Crew's a good grappler. He has good wrestling. Like he probably has better takedowns than than Bearju. Um, his submission game isn't obviously up to that level, but um, Crew can take this fight to the ground. Now, if he can't take it down, fucking trouble. Jamal Hill will box his face off. But that's the beauty of MMA. The guy who dictates the fight usually wins, and Crew dictates where this goes. He's never really had gas tank issues, so I don't think he's going to worry about that. I think he takes this down, beats him up. Um, probably gets a finish maybe in the second round after wearing him down. And Jamal Hill's interview was not good. Basically, he's got injuries. He had deaths in his family. Um, he's here because he said he got to, he has to put food on the table. That's usually not good <laughs> going into facing a guy like who – let's be real. Jamal, this is the best guy Jamal Hill maybe has ever faced, like technically and skill-wise. Um, and he's he's there just to get some food on the table. And we're getting, what, minus 160? That line is yep. absolutely ludicrous. Um, I, I would I would have made this closer to probably minus 300 or so. So I think you're getting good value there. All right. Let's move on now to what? Wayweight division. Clay Guida. Leonardo Santos. All right. Holy There's shit. Has it already been five years since Leo Santos last fought? We're due <laughs> that's for why I know that. That's why I don't think we should waste Dude, any time breaking down this fight. It's not going to happen. He's fighting. Apparently, all he has to do is lose to want to fight more than once in a year. 
He, he's gonna pull out. There's no way he's fighting twice. How do you bet this fight? What is this? You don't. You don't. You, <laughs> you don't. Because it's not. I don't think it's gonna happen. Leo Leo Santos is gonna pull out. It's a fight in 2021 where Clay Guida is two years younger than his opponent. <laughs> yeah. Combined 80 years old in the Literally, cage. It's and at, it's at third from the top on a card we consider Third from the top. Well, that, that's the thing. I don't get these orders. Like, if you look at the fights under these, like, Every fight under this is almost better. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Dana like, needs a piss break. Come on now. Well, he he's a, he can't be there. He's gonna. Oh he's, right, because he's got, he's got an break. ivermectin overdose. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I I have no idea in this fight. Um, I I guess I'll pick Clay Guida. <laughs> fuck, I don't know. What a fucking fight this is, Brad. What 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 decision? This is not getting finished. <laughs> Uh, that's that's minus one sixty five. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's not too bad. Minus I mean, who who finishes this fight? How do you finish this fight? Glee to glee, glee diving for a guillotine. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say Leo Santos finds some ways to uh, to wrap dudes up in weird shit when he's losing fights because he doesn't throw anything. So mm. that Man. might be a thing, but. I, they've already adjusted for that because Santos inside the best line out there is plus 220. I, I mean, I'm not going to play that because... He's not finishing Guida. Guida might just just hair flip his way to a decision in this one. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what is going to happen in this fight. This feels like the oldest combined fight in the UFC since, I don't know, Grandpa Tornado's last fight? <laughs> no, I was, I, was, I was gonna say I was gonna say Randy and Mark Coleman. I was gonna go a step further. Let's um, see. Where, where's Tern- I'm, I'm gonna now. I gotta look this up while you're talking. <laughs> I don't have much more to say about this one because uh-huh. unfortunately, I don't remember the last time that Santos really got out grappled for a prolonged period of a fight, and I don't think Guida's gonna just be like, hey, I want to dive into takedowns against you, who is way better at jujitsu than me. So, it it's tricky. I Like, maybe what's Guida by decision? Because... I didn't look. I, I'm looking I, at Trinaldo. His la- it, the Solikov <laughs> fight was 80. <laughs> it was 43 versus 37. <laughs> 260, That's, Brad. Eh. Yeah, it's not it's, even that great. No, I... They they know better. Yeah, there's nothing that I like in this fight, and yeah. I don't think it's going to be good. And hopefully, Leo Santos keeps his streak alive of not having multiple fights in a single calendar year since we had to go all the way back to 2015. That's all I hope. So Tornado's last two fights had exactly 80. Years. Oh, Dwight Grant and uh, and Stalin. Yeah, I forgot Grant was. I went straight to the other one, and then I forgot Grant was like nine thousand years old. (laughs) What a horrible fight that was. Tornado Mm. has. He's turned into be like one of the most boring humans ever because he went to one seventy. He's boring, but at least there's like the the story behind it, so we can get behind it a little bit. Yeah. Better than no name guy having a boring ass fight. Exactly. Sure. Um, I don't. I don't have anything in here. Let's move on. 
Lightweight division, good coming event. Uh, Brad Riddell, Raphael, Fizzy Pop. New Sean? Yeah, they keep uh I I really wanted Brad Riddell to fight a grappler just to see. Um I've I've lost some money betting against him. Um I Same. just never thought he's he's that great. Uh but he, he seems to to win decisions and, and he's better obviously than, than I think he is. Um I, I I know some people are a little bit concerned about Fiziev's last fight against uh Bobby Green, how that was a pretty close fight, but I don't know. Bobby Green's a, a weird fighter. Obviously, he he has skills, but obviously he does or has done very dumb things in the in the cage and stuff like that. But uh, he's pretty good, so that's that's not that bad of a a close decision in in hindsight. So I think it's a close fight. Obviously, it should be for the most part only grappling. I guess Riddell could try to take down Fizzy Pop, but Fizzy Pop Fizzy Pop shown decent takedown defense. Um, I think Fiziev has has the harder strikes, so uh, I'll pick him. Uh, no bet as of right now, though. Riddell's power is like it's offensive, <laughs> embarrassing. Yeah, it's offensive. it's offensive. This guy was a kickboxer, and then he comes <laughs> to the UFC, and he hits like fucking Carlos Barza. It's, it's kind of weird. These guys have trained a bit together, I think, and they were like both were the coaches at Tiger Muay Thai. Yeah, but so it's, it makes it a little bit weird. Fiziev looks like he eat, like he seems like a guy who eats babies for breakfast because he's hungry and he doesn't want to get up to get a snack. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Brad. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I don't like Fizzy Bob. He's bordering on being a fraud Russian I bet yeah. Bobby Green against him. I would bet Bobby Green against him again if given the chance. But Brad Brad Riddell, he is a disgrace to the name. <laughs> An absolute disgrace. He is. I mean, I could probably hit that fella that we've seen in the Brad Riddell clips and put him down. And, and Brad Riddell had open season on him for multiple kickboxing fights and couldn't do anything. So that's not good. So if if Riddell has to resort to wrestling in this fight to win, I think he's already lost. And if this turns into a striking battle, I think that Fizzy Pop's the better striker. So I'm kind of confused that we're still getting even money here between the way the fight breaks down the hype behind Fizzy Pop because like nobody is it's excited about Brad Riddell, are they? Uh, no. it, it, so I don't understand. I, I feel like I'm missing something here. I already bet Fizzy Pop at even money. Uh, I'll probably end up taking a little bit more at minus 110. Yeah, I like Fizzy up here. Um, I, I think technically and skilled striking, I think they're actually kind of close um, with their capabilities and the feet. Fiziev has the power. He's the guy that's going to hurt you. He's the guy that can press it because his power. Riddell, like I said, it is offensive that this guy was a professional kickboxer. I am offended by this guy. I mean, he's Australian. There's enough right there. Enough said. Um, but I, I don't understand how this guy has his power. What? He, the softness with which this, 
Carlos Barr is a legit probably hit harder than him. Like, he does. Fiziev hits hard. He throws crazy shit. He's a fucking nightmare. This guy is an ant. He's a lunatic. I don't think he's going to be a champ or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not that high on him. But the one thing you can say about this guy is an absolute lunatic. He's got a fucking screw loose, this guy. And I think that's going to help him here. He's going to be aggressive. He's going to push forward. He's going to throw power. And I think that's the difference. I think it's the power here. I don't think Riddell's going to – maybe he does try to grab. I don't think he's going to be able to take him down. But I think this is on the feet, and I think all things equal, the guy with, with more power is going to be – I don't think he's going to get a finish. But just pushing him back and being able to scare him with that power and control the cage with the power, I think that's going to be the difference here because Riddell does not hit hard. He hits as hard as Carlos Esparza. Fiziev's the line. Uh, Fiziev's the play. The line is solid, minus 115 now. Um, I think that's a misplay. All right, let's move to the bantamweight division. We have a pretty solid main event here as we have Rob Font taking on Jose Aldo. You, Sean? I think if this is a three-round fight, this is a, a pretty different line. Um, with two more rounds, it's concerning if you're betting Jose Aldo, uh, in my opinion anyway. Um, Rob Font has looked very good um, this last little while. He he's kind of always had good striking, but uh, it seems like he's taken it up a notch or two. Um, I know some of the guys that he's fought are kind of flawed and stuff like that. And and although Aldo Aldo looked great against Munoz last time out, uh, I I think I'm not sure if if even people that were backing Aldo thought he was going to look that good. Um, it was impressive, but I think Font's offensive game on the on the feed is is. Uh, much more dynamic than than Pedro Munoz. Uh, Munoz has power and and likes to throw that that overhand right, but I think Font has a little bit more than that. So, um, I think I think Aldo can do well early. I'm just concerned if this goes past three rounds. Uh, I know people say that the the weight cut and the cardio is always overblown, but uh, if, if he's in a in a high pace fight, I think he's going to struggle in the fourth and fifth round, and that's when then when Rob Font can take over. Um, I'm looking at possibly playing Rob Font by TKO, but he'll definitely be in a, a small parlay. Brad, Rob Font has. I mean, why I'm wrong? I, you're wrong. You already know it. That's that's the first step. He, he's looked all right against guys like Cody Garbrandt. Uh, and when I say looked all right, I mean somehow has beaten the shit out of him for 25 minutes and not been able to knock out Cody Garbrandt. So that's very annoying. That's, that's probably a, a red flag for your Rob Font TKO bet uh, right there. But as far as everything else goes, Aldo is a much better striker than Rob Font. Uh, it doesn't matter if he throws kicks, if he doesn't throw kicks. Uh, Rob Font's going to try and throw jabs. And Aldo is like the one fighter in MMA who can actually counter a jab. It, it's crazy. It's almost like he knows how to box. Uh, it's it's insane to me. Uh, I, I don't understand it. Um, and if Aldo looks anything like he has for the rest of his bantamweight career, he has been an excellent fighter. Uh, the one guy who really put something on him was Peter Yawn in the second half of round three 
and into round four and five, as we know. But as much as I hate Russians, even I've admitted that Peter Yan is a fucking animal. Uh, so, so that doesn't really count. Rob Font is the type of guy that you can stop his volume. We've seen him in fights before where he gets cracked early on and he's kind of like, mm, I'm not so sure if I want to run after this dude anymore. And, and I think Aldo has the skills and the power to be able to do that. So I think this turns into kind of a, a slow, not a slow paced, but for bantamweight, a, a slow paced striking match over five rounds. And Aldo can absolutely win that. If you give me Aldo at plus money against anyone in the bantamweight division, aside from Peter Jan, I'm going to take it and I'm going to take it here. So I'm on to Jose Aldo, who is the greatest featherweight of all time. Why did he lose to all the other featherweights? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Um, I can't, I can't get a pure read on this fight. I, I don't know. Like Aldo has looked decent at 135. Font's look really good. I think Font could do a better job getting guys out of there when he should. Um, we've seen that several times, not just a Garbrandt fight. Like he, he does play it safe. And I, I'm still leaning doesn't go in this fight. It's like plus 100 now. And I think, I think Aldo can, can put it on him early and possibly get a finish, maybe with some body work, something like that in the first two, three rounds. Or Font can just keep putting it on. We've seen Aldo just kind of wear down. Even the Cheeto Vera fight. Um, Aldo looked not great in that third round. He was tired. He was hurt. Didn't look great in that fight. Like he seemed to be wearing down a lot faster at this point. And Cheeto Vera yeah, was was that the round where he took his back and controlled his back for the entire third round? Was it the second round? I'm thinking. What was the round? Ra- there was one round of that fight where he looked like shit and ran away. That was the second. That was the second, second. round, and then he wrestle fucked Vera it was for years the ago. Third round. All right, years ago. Speaking um, of uh, wrestle fucking. A guy who loves to get wrestle fucked, Rob Font. Well, he's not facing a wrestler, so he's facing NC Double Aldo, baby. No. Yeah, he he's definitely not going to shoot a takedown. Um, but Aldo, like that second round of the Cheeto Vera fight, like that was not good. Thought it was sec- thought it was third. Sorry, Brad. But he he did not want to engage with Cheeto Vera. He did not want to engage in the striking. Uh, at all, had no interest in it. And Font is technical. He has good striking. Wish he put him on him more. And I, I just think Font's going to be too much for Aldo at this point. And I always find it crazy. Like, Aldo's not old. Him and Font are basically the same age. You wouldn't think that. They're one year apart. Aldo is, years. <laughs> yeah, Aldo's 35 going on to 77. And yeah. how? when is this bantamweight cut going to start getting to him? And in a five-round fight, how is he going to look later in the fight? Font gets more aggressive. Font stays in his face. And I think we can see a finish here in the third, fourth, or fifth round. So leaning at this point uh, doesn't go the distance. So I still got to figure out my bets. But that's my that's my play right here. But I think it's a fun fight. And if I don't have any any bet on this fight, I think that's okay. Um, it's a fun fight, and I'm excited for it. So good card. I think there are some interesting fights early on. I think even the first fight of the card is, is good. So any final thoughts from you guys? Yeah, it's it's like a a sandwich, uh, but like a shitty sandwich with good bread. Like meat on the outside and bread on the inside, because you got the Vanderbilt like fight down. after the beginning. The double down, <laughs> yeah, the fucking KFC double KFC down. KFC double down. <laughs> All right. 
Well, uh, that's it for this week. Um, I think it's a good card. I'm excited for it. But next week, we will be back for Dubronx title defense number one of 76. And it's not going to be competitive. It's not going to be exciting. Everyone, every single fighter's like, ah, oh, Dustin Poirier's earned this, and it's been such a journey for him. And there's not, he's going to fucking die in this cage. He is a <laughs> dead man. That dude has less than two weeks to live. I hope he knows it. I hope the charity has some kind of backup plan. The good fight charity, he's dead. He's going to have his own blood all over himself. It's over. Fucking Dubronx title defense. I don't care who's next. It doesn't matter. I mean, Dubronx is such a great person that he's going to donate to the charity. Like his body, like du- like Poirier's arm? <laughs> Poirier's his organs. <laughs> he's going to donate his organs back to the charity. You know? He's, he's going to tell them. He's going to tear his arm off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll be back next week. Really excited for next week's show. Dubronx, Glover, what a fucking year. Uh, Black Beast is coming for that strap. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the fights. Thanks, guys.